Perfect Synchronicity, and welcome to Legendary Africa, your African myths and legends podcast. Mm -hmm. I thought I would start us off on something exhilarating, exciting, ferocious. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the were hyena. Whoa, yeah, just scream into the microphone, why don't sorry. you? I got too excited. The were hyena. <laughs> okay, but seriously, sorry that I didn't react because that's, that's fine. freaking amazing. It's okay, it's, it's fine. If you don't find it interesting, it's fine. It's fine. Can, can we just take it back a little bit? Just. Okay. I'll be talking about the wear hyena. <laughs> America, we stand with you and we hope that you stand with us as well in this great circle of life. Oh boy, here we go. That's the third one. As we step. Blinking into the sunlight mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> and there's more to do than can ever be done. And more to see than can ever be seen. Nice. <laughs> circle of no, life. no, this is not a singing podcast. <laughs> Tina Turner, bitch. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there was some cultural mixing, but if these ideas really kind of germinated in people's brains at the same time in totally different mm -hmm. locations. Actually, now that you say it's interesting, because aside from wearhyenas, there's also you get wear cats, which are called bastards. Right. After Bast, the cat goddess in Egyptian mythology. Um, and then in Asian, uh, in like China and other places, <laughs> in the Asian world, you get. Um, you get other types of wear cats. Right. So like it's kind of everywhere. You could wear jaguars, you could wear panthers. Like Yeah. It exists everywhere, I think. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what New Zealand gets. Wear kiwis. Now, beneath the deep greenish blue waters, mm -hmm. a river spirit lurks. Uh, okay. This spirit's name is Nyami Nyami. A power. <gasps> Nyami Nyami! <laughs> I have a duck story. Um what not? I think they're ducks. Yeah, they're ducks. <laughs> okay. So, a woman actually hatched ducklings from eggs that she found in a supermarket. Oh, what? The Lingala language, which is the language primarily spoken in the DRC, contains over 200 dialects. And that's within one language. 200? Yep. In this one place? For this one language. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Loco are magical creatures possessing little bells which they use to lure intruders upon their realm. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, that's so cute, and then I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah, they're magic bells. They're death bells. Cool. The other, um, what's it magical? One that lures you in, lures you in with the light. Pinky punks? Yeah. Is that a real thing, or is no, that just no, a Harry Potter Harry thing? Potter, I think. <laughs> but that's real now, so. <laughs> I know Harry Potter is in your head, Harry. But why should that mean that it is not real? <laughs> the wife was overjoyed and prepared a meal for her guest, but the Iloko refused the fried bananas and fish. I only eat human meat, and I am so hungry. Okay. He wheedled. You are a delicious woman. <laughs> Give me a piece of flesh. So flirtatious. Does that turn you on? <laughs> Does it for you? <laughs> I mean, I would like to occasionally call it a delicious woman, although probably not followed then by being actually eaten alive. You got problems, eh? Yeah, that's true. I'm going to give you a little myth out of East Africa. Alright. You really like the East, eh? Genuinely, this is a really interesting topic. So. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not giving the East Africans any shit. I'm just like, there's also other parts of Africa. Well, I've done, excuse me, from... I've done Nigeria, I've done Zimbabwe, okay. slash Zambia. Okay. Stop giving me shit, yo. Okay, okay. 
Okay, so it's not surprising then that the mythology of the Middle East and elements of the Quran became intertwined with local mythology. So today, I'm going to be talking about the Malaika, also known as the East African Angel. We're also taking all kinds of wacky theories up to and including alien invasions. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Right? Like, Co- we, we colonization kind of ex- through giggling. Yeah. Also, kind of, no, and I'm thinking like experiments, like a social experiment. So that's why it's only 18 months. <gasps> so, like, they stay there for long enough to gather enough data from these various places, and then they left because they got the information and they're going to go analyze it. Laughing gas released into the atmosphere mm-hmm. through drones. Yeah. Wait, 1962. <laughs> because they're aliens. Right, right, aliens. <laughs> Advanced civilizations out there. <laughs> So apparently eating their own family increases the intimacy of the act as well as uh, gives the Awang powers that they can use to defend themselves against other Nyongo witches. So I guess charity begins at home. <laughs> so now the appearance of the Ninkinaka is something else. It has the body of a crocodile, the okay. neck of a giraffe, uh, say what? the head of a horse what and now? three horns atop it. What the fuck? <laughs> Okay. I mean, I think it's kind of smart because, um, you know, crocodiles are hardy and then also it has a long neck of a drop so it can see its prey. <laughs> you can see more than its prey, dude. <laughs> I- I'm not entirely sure why it needs a horse's head. <laughs> I suppose for uh, extra the- jaw power. Yeah, sure. Sure. And then the three horns are, are just sort of, I don't know, decorative phallic symbols. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I know what this is. It's Nessie! (laughs) Luring elephants down to it. It wrapped its massive body around them as soon as they stepped into the darkness of the cave and crushed the elephants until their bones crumbled before devouring them greedily. His face is elongated and twisted, his eyes yellow and feral, his jaws massive and filled with rows of sharp fangs dripping saliva. His black nose sniffs you you run. And so so the Gatewatch sort of uh, is this uh, troll hunting adventure. Uh, these troll hunters travel to Gatewatch, which is a small town in the mountains, and they defend the borders of Naros, which is the realm they live in, against trolls. And so uh, the Gatewatch sort of recounts their adventures um, as they sort of get lost and, and go on this, I, w- I would almost call it a misadventure. The big question in the early 17th century was not should you eat people for medicine, but what sort of person should you eat? They argued that no, this was the sort of body you wanted. You wanted a young man, red-haired, about 24 years of age, dead of a violent death, and preferably killed by suffocation or by hanging or drowning, but not by wounding, not by bleeding. If you could pick a folklore or myth mm-hmm. to sort of eat in, I guess probably one of my favourite folklore creatures or legendary creatures is probably the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Um, It's a very famous, famous uh, creature, of course, but uh, I love the story and it was one of the things that got me into folklore when I was younger as well. I said, you know, we could do a Viking anthology. And one of the editors said, you know what? I read this anthology recently by this amazing writer uh, named Muhammad Ahmed. And he is, uh, uh, he's an incredible writer, a good friend of mine now because I've worked with him closely on this project for the past several months. Uh, and he's the curated the anthology, A Mosque Among the Stars. 
and that's a collection of uh, Islamic fiction that is uh, sci-fi as well. So it's sci-fi Islamic fiction. It's such a cool blend of um, of themes. And uh, when I approached him at first, he hadn't read a lot of uh, historical fiction, and I was kind of wondering, he's gonna be like, who's this weird guy who writes about Viking things that wants me to work with him? But yeah, I approached him and I said, you know, your anthology was great. You know, would you be interested in working on this project? It's a little bit out in left field. And it was so funny. He's like, oh, Vikings. Yeah, everybody loves Vikings. I'll, I'll totally do that. That'd be great. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we connected really well and it's been really cool. Actually, now that you that you mentioned the title, um, where did that uh, specific story come from? Like why <laughs> that plot? It's, it's quite an interesting plot. I... I, I absolutely, it's, it's so weird that I love telling the story. <laughs> so the the title came before the story. I went to a friend of mine's house, she's Kenyan, and her mother is also Kenyan. Her stepdad is British, is, is English. And um, I went there and, you know, being a very polite young lady, you know, I greeted everyone, sat down in the corner, you know, and the the dad is very laid back very outspoken flamboyant and he told me oh um have you ever seen giraffe's eggs and it took me no words of a lie a good 10 seconds before realizing he was joking <laughs> he was just messing about and my friend realizing that i was struggling she was like he's joking it's fine like <laughs> you don't need to make up a story and i was like that is brilliant if i ever write a book that will be the title of my book giraffe's eggs truth be told as soon as he had seen jackal in the past Lion was determined to grab him by the tail and swing him this way and that. But now, Jackal glanced fearfully above him at the overhanging rock and screamed. Please, Lion. We shall both surely be crushed as these rocks are about to fall on us. You must do something, my king. Only you have the strength. And also stay safe. Stay sexy. And stay legendary. And don't do drugs. And listen to that fucking bird. Our own dinosaur. Invisible T-Rex. 